حدثنا يحيى بن بكير حدثنا الليث عن عقيل عن ابن شهاب قال أخبرني خارجة بن زيد بن ثابت أن أم العلاء زيد بن ثابت خارجة بن زيد بن ثابت said that أم العلاء أم العلاء who was امرأة من الأنصار who was a woman of the Ansar بايعت النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم this woman had also given her bay'ah to the Prophet ﷺ. Bay'ah is pledge of allegiance. Right? So she was one of the women who had given the bay'ah to the Prophet ﷺ. So akhbaratu, she informed him. So Umm al-Ala informed who? Kharija bin Zayd. What did she say to him? That annahu uqtusima al-muhajiruna qur'atan. That the muhajirun, the immigrants, when they came into Medina, Uqtusima, they were distributed by Qur'a. Qur'a is drawing lots. So remember the brotherhood that the Prophet ﷺ established between the Muhajirun and the Ansar. So how is it that that brotherhood was appointed, was established between two individuals? It was through drawing lots. So she said that فَطَارَ لَنَا عُثْمَانُ بْنُ مَضْعُونَ she said, Uthman bin Mazroon came in our share. Meaning, this woman, Umm al-Ala, she's an Ansari woman. So she's saying that when the Muhajirun came, uh, the Prophet ﷺ paired them with different people through drawing lots. And Uthman bin Mazroon became our brother. So he was to be hosted by them. فَأَنزَلْنَاهُ فِي أَبِيَاتِنَا She said, we lodged him in our abiyat. Abiyat, plural of bayt. Bayt means house or room. So she said that we hosted him in our home. One of our homes. فَوَجِعَ وَجَعَهُ الَّذِي تُوَفِّيَ فِيهِ So what happened? وَجِعَ He became sick. Which sickness was this? وَجَعَهُ الَّذِي The sickness in which تُوَفِّيَ فِيهِ He was taken in death. Meaning, he became ill, and that was the same illness in which he died. فَلَمَّا تُوَفِّيَ So when Uthman bin Maz'oon died, وَغُسِّلَ And he was bathed, وَكُفِّنَ فِي أَثْوَابِهِ And he was shrouded in his clothing, meaning the kafan or the final shroud was put on him. Basically now he was to be buried in his grave. دَخَلَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ the Prophet ﷺ came. فَقُلْتُ So I said, Ummul Ala, she said that I said at that time, رَحْمَةُ اللَّهِ عَلَيْكَ أَبَى السَّائِبُ May the mercy of Allah be on you, O Abu Sa'ib. Who is Abu Sa'ib? Uthman bin Maz'oon. She's saying, May Allah have mercy on you, O Abu Sa'ib. فَشَهَادَتِي عَلَيْكَ لَقَدْ أَكْرَمَكَ اللَّهِ my testimony for you is that certainly Allah has honored you. So Uthman bin Maz'oon, he's laying there in his kafan, okay, his dead body. And Ummul Ala says, May Allah's mercy be on you. My testimony for you is that certainly Allah has honored you. فَقَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ So the Prophet ﷺ said, وَمَا يُدْرِيكِ أَنَّ اللَّهَ قَدْ أَكْرَمَهُ and what has informed you that Allah has honored 
him. How do you know that Allah has honored Uthman bin Maz'oon? فَقُلْتُ بِأَبِي أَنْتَ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ فَمَنْ يُكْرِمُهُ اللَّهِ So I said, may my father be sacrificed for you, O Messenger of Allah. فَمَنْ يُكْرِمُهُ اللَّهِ Who else would Allah honor? Meaning, if it's not people like him, then who else? أَمَّا هُوَ فَقَالَ So the Prophet ﷺ said, أَمَّا هُوَ As for him, meaning Uthman, فَقَدْ جَاءَهُ الْيَقِينَ Then death has come to him. Meaning, as for Uthman, yes, he has died. وَاللَّهِ إِنِّي لَأَرْجُوا لَهُ الْخَيْرِ And by Allah, I hope the best for him. وَاللَّهِ مَا أَدْرِي But by Allah, I don't know. وَأَنَا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ While I am the messenger of Allah, مَا يُفْعَلُوا بِي I do not know as to what will be done with me. I don't know what's going to happen with me. I can't even say anything about myself while I'm the messenger of Allah. How do I know about what's going to happen to Uthman? Qalat, Ummul Ala said, فَوَاللَّهِ لَا أُزَكِّ أَحَدًا بَعْدَهُ أَبَدًا By Allah, I did not uzaki anyone after him ever. What does it mean by uzaki? Literally means to purify. And what is meant over here is declare the purification of someone. That after this, I never declared anyone to be pure. Pure of sin, meaning they have been forgiven, and that yes, they will be in paradise, etc. I never said a statement like that about anyone after this. حدثنا سعيد بن عفير حدثنا الليث مثله وقال نافع بن يزيد عن عقيل ما يفعل به وتابعه شعيب وعمر بن دينار ومعمر So this hadith, what does it show us? That Uthman bin Maz'oon, his body was there, his coffin was put on and the Prophet ﷺ entered on him. It's understood that he came to see him. So this is why Imam Bukhari is bringing this hadith over here. Now this hadith, teaches us a number of things. First of all, it shows that it is permissible to talk to a dead person. Because Ummul Ala directly addressed Uthman. Isn't it? She said, May Allah's mercy be on you. My testimony for you is that Allah has honored you. She's directly addressing Uthman anhu, even though he had passed away. Right? The Prophet ﷺ corrected her regarding her statement, right? But he didn't correct her for the fact that she was addressing him directly. You understand? So this shows that it is permissible to talk to a dead person, okay? So for example, even when you pass by a grave of a Muslim, what do you say? What do you say? Assalamu alaikum, ya ahl al-diyar. Right? Assalamu alaikum. Peace be on you. In salah, in tashahud, what do we say? Hmm? Assalamu alayka, ayyuhan nabiyyu. May peace be on you, O Messenger of Allah. Right? O Prophet of Allah. So we say, may peace be on you. So it is permissible to talk to a dead person, but don't think of it as, okay, I'm just gonna go to the grave, sit there and just talk and talk and talk. Right? No, you don't do that. Okay? Because you don't find that supported by the Quran and Sunnah. But we see that the body was there 
And Ummul Ala addressed him, and the Prophet ﷺ did not object to that. And we see here that her statement, that Allah has honored you, Allah has honored you. And what is meant by that is that Allah is pleased with you, and Allah will reward you, and you will be spared from harm, you will be spared from punishment. That's basically what she meant. So the Prophet ﷺ did not approve of this statement. And he said that, how do you know? And if you don't know, then how can you say that? So this is also a very important lesson for us. Do not make any judgment about a person who has passed away. About the Sahaba, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Allahu anhum wa radu anhu. That Allah is pleased with them. So yes, when we say the names of the companions, we say radiallahu anhu. Isn't it? The prophets, yes, they are ma'asum, they're innocent, right, of sin. So we say, or the etiquette that we have been taught is that when we say the name of a prophet, we say either sallallahu alayhi wasallam or alayhi salam, one of the two. So this is correct. But the rest of the people, the rest of the people, we don't know. We don't know. So do not make judgments, make any judgment about any person who has passed away. Because really we don't know what their status is near Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We don't know if they will be forgiven or if they will be punished. And we see that when Ummul Ala said that certainly Allah has honored you, the Prophet ﷺ said, how do you know? He did not accept this. So be very careful. Sometimes, you know, people make very sad judgments because they have a personal grudge against someone. When they will refer to them, they will say, Jahannami. Or when they love someone, they'll refer to them, they'll say, Jannati. Right? Meaning this person is of the people of Jannah or this person is of the people of hell. We have no right to say anything like that. And if this is with regards to people who have passed away, and you see Uthman bin Maz'oon died, you know, a very, a death that was kind of sad because he had immigrated, left his home, come to Medina, fell ill, and then in that illness he passed away. I mean, someone is suffering so much in the way of Allah. So you would think that, okay, if they have suffered so much in the way of Allah, certainly they are forgiven. And the Prophet ﷺ said, you don't know. So this is about a person who has passed away. Then what about people who are alive? Who are we to judge them? Who are we to judge them? In what position are we that we pass judgments on people? This is a person of Jannah, this is a person of hell, this is Allah's friend, this is Allah's enemy, and this is he, and this is that. Who are we to say? Like sometimes you see, you hear about celebrities killing themselves, right? Like sometimes okay. when it's very bad. And so, well, I don't even know. Anyways, um, so then we can't just judge and say that they're going to Jahannam for sure. Yeah. I mean, any person, be very careful about passing any judgment regarding them. No matter who they are and no matter what they've done. Because you don't know their whole story. Isn't it so? Do you know yourself? 
Do you know yourself fully? No. Then how can you know everything about a stranger? You can't know. You can't know. Same lesson, you see. Only Allah is perfect. Sometimes the actions of a person seem to be very beautiful. But you never know what they've been doing because of which Allah's wrath will be on them. Sometimes a person's actions may appear to be very evil, but you don't know what they've done because of which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive them. Remember the story of the woman who killed the cat? Right? Basically starved the cat to death. And then another woman who was a prostitute who fed a thirsty dog. She's a prostitute. She fed a thirsty dog and Allah forgave her. So who are we to pass any judgment on any person? So please be careful. Whether a person is alive or they have died, whether their actions appear to be very beautiful or their actions appear to be very ugly, you don't know the whole story. And accept that. Be humble. And beware of passing judgment on anyone. If the Prophet ﷺ said that, I don't know about myself, then what about us? Who do we know about? We don't know about ourselves. How can we pass judgment on other people? They forgive everyone a lot, and it hurts them, but they don't accept it. So how do you find a balance between you know being innocent and naive, but also you know defending yourself? You see, this is about passing a judgment on someone that Allah will forgive him or Allah will punish him. This is something we should refrain from. If, on the other hand, we have directly been abused by someone, or we have directly interacted with someone and they have benefited us, we have not seen anything problematic in their character, then we are in a position to say something. But even in that, don't pass a judgment. When you are asked about a certain individual, for example, that what kind of a person are they? And you have directly interacted with them over the years, directly interacted with them, then you can say something like, I don't know anything bad in their character. Right? Or if somebody has abused you, and you are asked about the character of this individual, then you, then you can say that, okay, this is what I have experienced at their hands. Okay? But don't say, oh, they're so evil. And don't say they're perfect. Alright? Because no human being is completely perfect. And at the same time, every human being is also a sinner. Isn't it so? All the children of Adam are who? Sinful. Somebody wanted to say something? I have a question. How I've been to Janazah lately and uh, they were letting non-Muslims view the dead body. And the sisters got really angry and they were saying that this is a male, non-Muslim females could not come into the masjid and see the body who was not on muhram. And can you clear, based on this hadith, it shows that clearly she was not on muhram and she saw the body. Yeah. Can you clear this issue when it comes to non-Muslim? I mean, um, I've never heard anything like that. can double check, if, but I mean, for a woman, it's understandable that if a woman has passed away, a Muslim woman, then you know her body should not be seen by non-mahram men because if all her life she was covering herself, it's not really fair that after her death, when she has no control, 
her hijab is removed in front of other people. But if it's a man, you know, as long as his body is covered appropriately, there is nothing wrong with that. We also see over here in this hadith that the Prophet ﷺ said that I don't know about myself as to what will be done with me. And this is mentioned in the Qur'an also in Surah Al-Zukhruf where the Prophet ﷺ is told, قُلْ مَا كُنْتُ بِدْعَ مِنَ الرُّسُلْ وَمَا أَدْرِي مَا يُفْعَلُ بِي وَلَا بِكُمْ I do not know as to what will be done with me nor do I know what will be done with you. In Surah Al-Jinn, also it is mentioned, قُلْ إِنِّي لَنْ يُجِيرَنِي مِنَ اللَّهِ أَحَدٌ وَلَنْ أَجِدَ مِن دُونِهِ مُلْتَحَدًا and قُلْ إِنِّي لَا أَمْلِكُ لَكُمْ ضَرًّا وَلَا رَشَادًا I do not possess any power to harm you or to guide you, force guide you. So if the Prophet ﷺ was not given this authority over people, then what do we think about ourselves? Really, we need to be humble. Next hadith, حدثنا محمد بن بشار حدثنا غندر حدثنا شعبة قال سمعت محمد بن المنكدر قال سمعت جابر بن عبد الله رضي الله عنهما قال لما قتل أبي جابر بن عبد الله رضي الله عنه said that when my father was killed who was his father? who was his father? عبد الله بن عمر okay. and when was he killed? in the battle of Uhud he said, when my father was killed, جَعَلْتُ أَكْشِفُ الثَّوْبَ عَنْ وَجْهِهِ أَبْكِي I began removing the cover from his face and crying. I uncovered his face and I started crying. وَيَنْهَوْنِي عَنْهُ And the people were stopping me from that. The people were telling me not to cry. وَالنَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ لَا يَنْهَانِي but the Prophet ﷺ, he did not stop me. فَجَعَلَتْ عَمَّتِي فَاطِمَةُ تَبْكِي So then my aunt, Fatima, also began crying. When she saw me crying, and she saw the face of my father, she also started crying. فَقَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ So the Prophet ﷺ said, تَبْكِينَ أَوْ لَا تَبْكِينَ Cry or don't cry. مَا زَالَتِ الْمَلَائِكَةُ تُظِلُّهُ بِأَجْنِحَتِهَا حَتَّى رَفَعْتُمُوهُ The angels did not cease to shade him with their wings until you all picked him up. Meaning, when he was laying in the battlefield, dead, the angels were covering him with their wings. And when you came and picked up his body, that's when the angels stepped away. So in this hadith we see that Jabir also uncovered the face of his father. Right? And he wept. And his aunt wept. The Prophet ﷺ did not stop them from crying or from uncovering the face. But he comforted them saying that you cry or you don't cry. You're crying or not crying is not going to make a difference. But you should know that the angels were covering him with their wings. Hope the best for him. So in this hadith also, it is clear that it is permissible to see the face of a dead person, but a person should be cautious over here. There should be moderation and respect shown to the body. Bab الرَّجُلِ يَنْعَى إِلَىٰ أَهْلِ الْمَيِّتِ بِنَفْسِهِ الرَّجُلِ A person يَنْعَى Announcing someone's death 
ila ahli al-mayyit to the family of the deceased person bi nafsihi himself meaning can a person announce the death of a dead person can the death of an individual be announced is that permissible and this is called nari you see the word yanara it's from nari and nari is to announce the death of a dead person is that permissible let's find out حدثنا إسماعيل قال حدثني مالك عن ابن شهاب عن سعيد بن المسيب عن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أبو هريرة reported that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم نع النجاشية نع he announced the death of النجاشي the نجاشي the نيجس في اليوم الذي مات فيه during the day that Najashi died in, meaning on that same day, the Prophet ﷺ announced his death. خَرَجَ إِلَى الْمُصَلَّى He went out to the place of prayer. فَصَفَّ بِهِمْ And he formed rows with them, meaning with the people. وَكَبَّرَ أَرْبَعًا And he said four takbirat. Who was Najashi? The king of Abyssinia. Where was Najashi? In Abyssinia. In Habasha. Where was the Prophet ﷺ? In Medina. So Najashi died in Habasha. And the same day, the Prophet ﷺ informed the people of the death of Najashi. How? How? Exactly. He was informed through revelation. Through wahi. And this is one of the proofs of the prophethood of Muhammad ﷺ. That how else would he know about the death of Najashi? Right? And remember that Najashi, uh, he wasn't just an ordinary king. He was someone who gave refuge to the companions in his land when the companions were being persecuted in Mecca. And the Prophet ﷺ described him as a brother of the companions. He said, your brother. And he also described him as a righteous man. A salih rajul. And Najashi died and the Prophet ﷺ informed the people of his death. And we see that the Prophet ﷺ honored this man. The Prophet ﷺ went out to the musalla. The musalla is different from the masjid. Okay, The masjid was where people pray five times. The musalla was an open field where people would go to perform Salatul Eid. Alright? So here also, the Prophet ﷺ went out to perform janazah for who? Najashi, and in this was honor for Najashi, because the Prophet ﷺ went out in the open where a large congregation could be formed and everybody prayed Salatul Janazah for him. And we see that the Prophet ﷺ, he announced the death, he informed the people of the death of Najashi. So this is something permissible. And we also learn over here that he did four takbirat, right? And that is in Salatul Janazah. After the first takbir, there's Surah Fatiha. Right? After the second takbir, there's salat on the Prophet ﷺ. After the third takbir, there's a dua for deceased. And after the fourth takbir is salam. Okay? And remember, there is no rukur, no sajda in salatul janazah. Okay? So four takbirat. And the reason why Imam Bukhari brings this over here is because there is another narration which clearly forbids na'i. Okay? There is another narration which clearly forbids na'i. Announcing the death of a person. And this hadith we see 
the Prophet ﷺ himself is announcing the death. Is this a contradiction? No, it's not a contradiction. The na'i that is forbidden is the type that was done in jahiliyyah. Which was that if somebody died, all right, then people would go out through the marketplaces, knock on every single door, all right, and inform of the death, and cry, and weep, and create an atmosphere of extreme sadness. All right, this kind of na'i is forbidden. Na'i with huzn and tahazun. Na'i with huzn, huzn is grief, but tahazun is to make people grieve. It's like celebrating grief almost. That kind of na'i is forbidden. But na'i which is to just inform people, so and so has passed away, so that people can come for the janazah, or so that people will give some sadaqah on their behalf, or you know, make dua for them, that kind of na'i is permissible. And we also see over here that the Prophet ﷺ prayed Salatul Janazah for Najashi. Where was the body of Najashi? In Abyssinia. And where is the Prophet ﷺ? In Medina. Now in Salatul Janazah, technically, the body of the deceased is where? Where? It's placed in front. But where was the body here? It wasn't there. It wasn't there. So this is known as Salah al-Ghaib. Al-Ghaib meaning on the body that is absent. Or you could say Janazah prayer in when someone is absent. And this is something that's permissible, but we see that the Prophet ﷺ did not perform Janazah for every person who had died while being far from him. It was only for, like here, for Najashi. Why Najashi? Because Najashi was a king, a Muslim, someone who had helped the Muslims the cause of Islam, and he was beloved to the Prophet ﷺ. So it was a part of honoring him also that the Prophet ﷺ performed Salatul Janazah for him. So this is why the scholars permitted praying Salatul Janazah of a ghaib person, but not for anybody, only for people who have done a lot for the cause of Islam. Which is why, if you think about it, when Muhammad Ali, when he passed away, all over the world, people performed Salatul Janazah for him. Why? What's the reason? I mean, he was not an ordinary man. He was not just a Muslim. He was someone who was proud of being a Muslim. Right? He did a lot for Muslims, for the cause of Islam. So even though he was a boxer, but he did many things. So this is the reason why people did perform Salatul Janazah for him uh, in many parts of the world. Even at Ahuda actually we did it. So this is something permissible, not for every individual, but for people who have offered great services for the cause of Islam. Inshallah we'll conclude over here. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.